Welcome to the C3 Calgary podcast. We're so grateful that you're a part of our family and we'd love to invite you to one of our services. To find locations, times, and more information about our church, visit our website at myc3church.ca or find us on Instagram. Enjoy the message. Six years ago today, we moved to, or this week, we moved to Calgary, and uh, it's been a great blessing being here. This little process of building this building was a, took us eight years and $12 million, and um, I couldn't be happier to see so many faces here. This was always our dream. It'd be filled, and I think that we're going to need places in the future that, uh, because I think the Lord wants to fill churches, that's what he wants to do. I think he wants to fill stadiums. I think he wants to fill lives. That's what he wants to do. I want to pray for, um, I want to welcome everybody online. Gordon, Seattle, a little shout out to you. Florida, Australia. Uh, my mom in, in, um, back in Nippon, she's in the hospital this morning, and I want you to join with me and pray that the Lord would raise her up and not one of her days would be stolen. There's a bless, blessing of Asher that said, as your days are, so shall your strength be. And so today, Mom, I declare over your life, the thief can no longer steal your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, I declare healing over your body. What's tried to steal your life will stop, and we command the thief to leave you alone. And in Jesus' name, we declare healing in that hospital room, 206 in Nippon, in the name of Jesus. He sends his word to heal. Thank you, team, for leading us in worship. That's different than singing. We didn't, we didn't come to just sing. You can do that in the shower. We're here to worship corporately and enter the presence of God in worship. And our team leads us in worship, Christ-centered worship, that I'm so, uh, so proud uh, of our worship teams. Hey, um, um, I want to talk about a fairly delicate topic. Um, I mean... Um, I'm going to deviate a bit from the question. Um, our neighbor came, across, came over yesterday, and um, he's, they were fixing their flower beds, and he said, I apologize for the smell of manure. <clears throat> and I said, oh, no, no, that, I was raised on a beef farm. That's the smell of money. <laughs> People used to complain about it. We were close to Nippon, a mile away. We had five to 700 head of beef cattle. And um, yeah, there's a certain aroma. My dad said, don't forget, that's the smell of money. This morning, I'm going to share some thoughts. For some of you, it will be money. For others, it'll be manure. (laughs) Some of you are going to want me to say more. Some of you are going to wish I said less. I know what I'm going to say. I don't know what you're going to hear. So I want you to have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And uh, and I'm I'm fairly excited to be able to share. I'm actually pretty encouraged uh, to share today because the Scriptures were given to us to offer us comfort and hope, never to scare us. When you read the Scripture, they should never frighten you. Uh, I'm going to take my text in a moment from Matthew chapter 24. And... uh, when, when the disciples were asking Jesus, tell us about the signs of the times and when's going to be the time of your coming. <clears throat> and his first 
statement was this, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Why would he say that? Because there is a great deception that's going to come in the end times that he says even the very elect will be deceived. So if you don't think it's possible for you to be deceived, you're already deceived. It was Mark Twain that said, it's easier to fool people than to convince people they've been fooled. That's not scripture, but it's true. Um, <clears throat> I, um, I think we're living in such an interesting time. And um, you know that I've always um, been in favor of personal choice. Um, that's currently, potentially, being taken from us. And I don't know if you're okay with that or not. I'm really not. So, let's see how much trouble I can get into in the next little while here. Um, I've never ever asked everybody to always agree with what I say, but when you come on a Sunday morning, you need to come open to hear what the Spirit is saying. You don't have to agree with what He's saying to me specifically, but you do need to set aside some preconceived notions and ideas and let the Word of the Lord have a place in your heart to bring liberty and freedom. That, so that's how we come to church. We come also to contribute, not just to consume. So we come to be, do our part. Part of, part of our part is worshiping together, creates an atmosphere for others to receive from the Lord. So um, the question I've been given is, are UFOs and aliens real? <laughs> the answer is absolutely. That, but that's really not the big question. The question is, where do they come from and what are they doing? There's millions of sightings of unidentified flying objects. They've changed the term to unidentified aerial phenomenon. So, whatever. We're not to fix our eyes on shiny objects in the sky. <laughs> They're unidentified. We don't know what they are. But if you listen to the end of my talk, you might be able to get an idea of perhaps why. I don't know. So I'm not going to say specific things, so don't read into what I'm going to say. But if you're open to what the Lord has for you, maybe you will get a revelation of where we are in time. I started to write a letter to our church this year. Uh, there will come a time when I'll no longer be leading this church, and I'm writing out some thoughts of what I would like read. And one of those thoughts were this, um, to the church, I loved, I loved you enough to consistently tell you the truth. Now, I, Paul said, I didn't pull back from sharing the whole gospel with you. For some of you, you may not accept what I'm about to share. You don't need to. But the Bible reminds us, and uh, maybe I'll share this. Uh, we don't have this on the overhead, but I was reading this week from, uh, I guess it's not the overhead. <laughs> In 1 Corinthians, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to mature Christians. I had to talk as though you were belonged to this world or as though you were influencing the Christian life. I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you couldn't handle anything stronger. And you still aren't ready, 
for you are still controlled by your own sinful desires. You are jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove that you're controlled by your own desires? You're acting like people who don't belong to the Lord. When one says, I follow Paul, I follow Apollos, aren't you acting as though you're not really Christians at all? He's, he, here's, here's what he was saying. Some of just, us want to argue about, well, we believe this, or we follow this, or we do this. And some want to argue about, we do this, or we follow this, or we do that. He says, you're acting like children. That's what he said. He says, you're simply acting like young kids. I'd like to be able to speak to you as mature that I could be, that you wouldn't take a, take a partisan stand on something. That you would stay open and stay flexible. My Bible says that love is patient and it's kind. You don't need to agree with me, but I'm invoking 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 1 where it says love is patient and it's kind. So can I ask you today to be patient and kind? Not just with me, but with one another. So we see something a little different, whatever. I think that's enough caveats, I should probably get into it. Um, um, a deception doesn't begin by believing a lie. It, by, it begins with a conversation with a liar. Uh, so, so fear is a primary weapon of a world system because what it does, it, it drives us to depend on something other than the Savior for protection. Um, there's some systems in place to today. Just don't, don't make any mistake. The opinion of man today is valued higher than the Word of God. My hope today is I can point you to the Word of God and the spirit of truth, this is our only means of protection and peace as we come into the end of this age. Um, as a young man, I was very interested, I was very curious of uh, the unsolved questions of the universe. Shiny metallic objects shaped like orbs, discs, bells, walnuts, cigars, has anybody met anybody who has seen a UFO? I, you're, you're not putting your hands up very quickly. One, two, three, four, five, six. Ah, yeah, 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 okay. You're not crazy. In, uh, during World War II, fighter pilots reported tailing inexplicably, in, un, inexplicable orbs of, flight, of light. Uh, they were designated as Foo Fighters by airmen. Army intelligence worried um, that they were an enemy, had invited, an enemy has invented a secret weapon. In June 1947, during a routine flight over Mount Rainier, a seasoned pilot named Kenneth Arnold sighted nine boomerang-shaped objects skimming across the sky, and he reported as a saucer-like on water. This then became uh, UFO pop culture. These objects would later come, become known as flying saucers. That same year, Roswell Daily Newspaper ran a headline, RAAF Capture Flying Saucer on a Ranch in Roswell Region. Based on official press from the U.S. Air Force, 
they had recovered a crashed flying disc. Within hours, they instantly retract and replaced it, saying that it was simply a weather balloon. Shortly thereafter, started Project Blue Book with uh, Dr. Hayek, and um, as a professor, he decided he, he would investigate until 1969. 19 47, I think, from 1969, would uh, investigate uh, unexplainable flying objects, and he'd visit, visit people's uh, homes, see the places where they'd been, the evidence where they'd been, <clears throat> and uh, whatever. Are UFOs uh, real? Sure. Um, why are they here? Where they come from? Uh, good question. Um, I have a series of books I'd like to recommend to you. One of them has uh, been one of my favorites. It's called The Apocalypse by Dr. James Richard. That's been really, really enjoyable. Another one's called The Genesis 6 Conspiracy by Gary Wayne. If, if you can always use it for, to hold up like keep paper, as a paperweight. That's a big, that's a, and then Tim, Timothy Aberino, uh, Birthright. The Coming Post-Human Apocalypse and the Usurpation of Adam's Dominion on Planet Earth. Um, but there's two others that are interested um, Dr. David Jacobs wrote, uh, he interviewed people who have been abducted at two of those, and then another one, Abduction by Dr. John Mack. Jo Dr. John Mack uh, was a Pulitzer Prize winner who was the, um, he was the head of the psycho psycholo psychology psychological department of Harvard School of Medicine. He's not a quack. Um, they know what is going on much better than I, so if you're interested in more of that, grab those books. And uh, another person I've enjoyed, Dr. Laura Sanger, no longer enslaved.com. If you're interested, you can read there. Let me get on to my preach. Um, <clears throat> in December the 17th, 2017, the New York Times published an article and, and embedded a video from a camera of an F-18 Super Hornet jet that locked onto a UFO moving at insane speed. They claimed that it was leaked information from the Advanced Airspace Threat Identification Program, better known as AATIP, which investigates unidentified aerial phenomenon. September 2019, Navy announces that the footage was indeed authentic, and in April 2020, the Defense Department declassified all information uh, about UFOs, and you're able to get as much as you want information online. May I just say that there's a lot of quackery as well. <laughs> it's not all real. It's not all authentic. But this little video that I'll, I'll play for you, um, it shows a, uh, a military air, uh, a military um, anti-gravity spaceship that was designed by the Black Ops Department of the uh, uh, American Air Force. I, I just want to put that in to make sure that we're kind of clear on how that goes. Okay, Matthew 24. Jesus sat on the slopes of the Mount of Olives, and the disciples came to him and asked him three questions very privately. When will all this take place, and will there be any sign ahead of time to signal your return and the end of the world? Jesus said, whatever you do, don't be, don't be deceived, as you said on there. And the next verse is, answer, watch out that nobody deceives you. Here's my word to you today. Watch out that no one deceives you. Just that. He would uh, just leave that up there, because later on in verse 25, uh, Jesus said this. Pretty short verse. See, I have warned you. Wow. If you're a student of Scripture, you'll, you don't have to worry about being deceived. And if you, if you have the onboard spirit of truth within you, you don't have to worry about being deceived. If you're going to interpret the end times by current events, you'll be very easily deceived. 
If all your, if your source of information is the evening news, you're very, you're prone to be easily deceived. And if that takes you on a tangent through Mr. Google, you're sure to be deceived. But if you're a student of Scripture and rather you interpret the current events based on revelation from studying the Scripture, you're going to be just fine. It's meant to prepare you and comfort you, not frighten you or scare you. He went on to say a little bit more. He says this, uh, don't let anybody deceive you. For many are going to come in my name saying I'm the Messiah. They'll lead many astray. How is that even possible? How will someone lead some? Well, because people are easily led astray. If you keep your focus on Jesus and you're following Jesus, you're going to be just fine. But the potential of being led astray becomes higher and higher towards the coming of Jesus. All right. They're, they're, they're going to say, yet yeah, these things must come, but the end won't come and won't follow immediately. Nations, uh, which was it? Nation rise against nation. That word is ethnos. He says, towards this time, there's going to be ethnicity rising up against ethnicity. There's going to be ethnicity rising up against other ethnicities. I'm saying something, but I'm not saying everything. Thank you. It's okay. You've been warned. If certain ethnicities are creating a thing about other ethnicities, he says, this is just a sign. It's okay. Relax. This is normal. I've warned you. It's okay. He said, and there's going to be people coming that are saying, I have an answer. I'm the Messiah. I'm the deliverer. I'm the promise. There's going to be People coming, saying, I have an answer for your current problem. People are looking for real solutions today. Uh-huh. Real solutions. Not phony solutions. They're looking for real solutions. Real solutions come from the Word of God. So people are going to come saying, I've got an answer, I've got an answer, I've got an answer. And then there's going to be ethnicities rising up against ethnicities. There's going to be, they're going to be proclaiming Nations, and they'll proclaim war against each other. It says that there, there'll be, uh, uh, and there will be famines, earthquakes, various places, and all these things are beginning of birth pains. You want to know where we are right now? We're right there, in my estimation. You might think differently. But I think those things are happening around us. And it says, this is the beginning. This is birth pains. It's okay. I've warned you. It's fine. But here's what happens when we hear the question that they ask. When is the end coming? Here's how we think. The end of time. That's what we think in our religious brains. We think, when's the end? The word, what, the end there, means the completion of a cycle. That's all it means. <clears throat> it means there's going to be a completion of a cycle, and then what happens? Another cycle begins. Here's what's happening. There's a spirit of antichrist that's against everything that Christ ever stood for. There's that spirit on the earth. And as that gets more and more and more prominent, that will come to an end because Jesus is going to come and overthrow the Antichrist. Then begins this great thousand years where we rule and reign with Christ. How exciting is that? I know we're concerned about the end of time. This isn't the end of time. It's the end of an age. It's all it means. And we need to be super excited because pretty soon... As this, these things start to happen, it's going to be the end of an era, the completion of a cycle, and there's going to be the beginning of another cycle. Well, amen. Amen. 
Okay. <clears throat> so, um, there, I find that the, the, the Lord puts enough stuff in Scripture to give us what we need, and he leaves enough stuff out that makes a, he makes a search. He, can, he conceals some matters. Much of Scripture, if, you th- if we think we understand how the end's going to play out, our potential about de- being deceived is super high. However, on the other hand, <clears throat> if we have ears to hear, because, because who really knows how it's going to play out exactly? The, the, the Lord, he's given us enough, but he's not completely laid his hand down. So we're told in Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3, we're told this. He who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Why? Because the Spirit is always continually speaking to the church. My encouragement, my exhortation to you is that you're not alone in your discovery of what's taking place. You're part of a body of believers. Because the Spirit is speaking to the church. There's a corporate word that he's speaking to. Why? Because the church that you see now is not the church of tomorrow. It's just the church of today. But there is a church of tomorrow that's rising up. That's what's happening. Okay. I was watching the robins in our backyard the other day getting worms. And they, they, they come out on the lawn and then they go like this. Amazing that they can hear a worm. And then they pull one up. We need to be a little bit like the robins. Saying, Lord, what are you saying? Yeah, 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 I hear what, but what are you saying? Have an ear to hear. When, when it says once in scripture, we need to listen. When it said twice, we really need to listen. He says this seven times. This should be tattooed on our inner thighs. <laughs> he who has an ear. I'm not endorsing body art. I'm just saying. I know, I know what some of you heard, some of what I said. But I kind of said that, but I didn't really. <clears throat> Genesis chapter 3 and verse 5, here's where it started. I don't have time to do the Genesis 6 conspiracy uh, today. But he said there's going to be battle for seed. That's what took place in Genesis chapter 6. The gene pool was corrupted. The, 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 the sons of God made love with the daughters of man. They created a super race. And... Um, that they were, they were called uh, Nephilim, giants, men of renown. It's fascinating to me the amount of giants, um, s- skeletons that are found on every continent in the world. Uh, Smithsonian doesn't want you to know that. You know why? Because they don't want, you to, they don't want the Bible to be proved as real. The, the giants of Catalina Island, there was a whole family of them there. They had a museum just to the giants there. It says in 2 Samuel chapter 2 about the ones that had six fingers. If you just type, type in six-fingered giants, you'll see lots of pictures of six-fingered people. And you wonder, why is that possible? Because the Bible said so. There is a system at work to deny and disqualify everything that God loves and everything that God values. There is an education system that's, that's driven by atheism, that's trying to not just keep the Bible out of school, it's trying to keep prayer out of school, it's trying to keep Christ out of school, and it's trying to indoctrinate our children. I don't know if you believe me or not. There is a spirit at work in the land that drives systems of the world. There is an economic system that's designed to enslave you. There's an educational system that's designed to get Christ out of schools. 
There is a medical system that's designed to make you dependent upon it. There's a political system that's at work on the earth right now that's designed to make you dependent upon it. These systems are driven by the spirit of Antichrist. They do not want anything, any knowledge of God on the earth, and they want to remove the voice of men and women of God. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Be students of Scripture with ears to hear. There is a global goal that is ungodly. It's now at work, and it's fueled by deception, and it's accelerating globally, and it's propped up by false science and mass media. It's not compatible with the kingdom of God, but it's set up to usher in the tribulation, the rise of Antichrist, and may I remind you, the return of Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm going to have to miss this next, most of this next point, but I want to say this very quickly. This world system is so powerful that anybody that speaks up against it will either be silenced, canceled, or shamed. That's going on. If you don't see the guilt messaging and the shame messaging that's taking place right now, then you've been, you're being deceived to an ungodly agenda that's trying to steal your freedom, steal your voice, and silence the people of God on the earth. <clears throat> Got a few nods, a couple amens. <clears throat> um, Dr. Laura Sanger, who's a clinical psychologist, has a master in theology. She makes a very clear point uh, on her website, nolongerenslaved.com. She says, uh, she makes a point about what's called the Hegelian dialectic. Uh, it was designed by a German philosopher named Hegel. And he says that if you ever want to control the masses, uh, this is what you need to do. And it's been done for centuries. Uh, he proposed thesis, antithesis, and antithesis, synthesis. Um, we could also say problem, reaction, Solution. And the purpose uh, is to drive one world order, or the one world order requires obedience from people. Uh, rather than obedience to God, that he, they require obedience to the government and the government's agenda. The Helgelian uh, dialectic rewards po positive behavior and punishes behaviors that don't agree with the narrative. That's what it does. It, you'll get put into a state long enough that you'll say, I'll do anything to get out of this. What are you doing? Who are you looking to for help? We think that the government's our help. Our help does not come from a government handout. Our help does not. I'm a bit nervous to go there, frankly. Lots of people have my email address. Here, here's, here's um, so, so what happens is that you're, you're put into a place where there's a problem, and the problem was probably created by the politicians or the government, the spirit behind it, it's probably created, and then they offer a solution to you 
rather than you looking to the Lord for your solutions. How many people have you heard say, well, I just want to travel again. I just want relief. You're willing to do something. Just let me, right? Or you just want it to get back to normal. I just want, I just want out of this. And so where do we do? We look to the government for help. Our help does not come from the government. Don't look to the NDP or the UCP. They're two legs of the same animal. We look to Jesus for our help. The the, the agenda of the rising PC party is not much different than the NDP party. We don't care because we're not looking to a government party. (laughs) The whole design of the system is to make you dependent upon the system. What we need to do is step out of the matrix and put our trust in the Lord. If you can do that, you don't have to worry about a thing. If you know who your protector is, you know who your provider is, you're going to be fine. We're desperate for things to come back to normal, so we look for a solution. The, the crazy thing, neurologists say that fear, this is what the government has to do, it has to use fear. And when, when, when fear is engaged, your amygdala in the back of your spine, right in the base of your brain, when that's engaged, it, it cannot, or, or it's very difficult to engage rational thought at the same time. Fear throws you into a state where you can't make rational decisions. I don't know if you observed that or not. I have experienced this in the last 18 months. All of a sudden I said, I better look after my family. I better do, I better do something. And then I'll go for a walk with Jesus and he say, hey, listen, I got this. It's, you're going to be fine. If you trust in me with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding, you're going to be just fine. <clears throat> um, you know, it's a very funny thing. The, um, Dr. Laura says at the Heart Institute in California, they discovered that um, we have a magnetic field, and our magnetic field actually projects out five feet. I think that's so cool. But you know what we've been told to do? We're told to distance six feet. Disconnect people from people. Do you know when else people make irrational decisions? When they're in isolation. But we need to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. He's speaking to the churches constantly. And we need to be able to hear what's he saying collectively. If we get isolated and all on our own, we'll start getting goofy. Have you heard? Did you watch? Have you seen? Well, whatever. Have you been in the Word? Have you been in prayer? That's the point. <laughs> the, the, the idea of, of a pandemic, the word, it comes from a, a little Greek god named Pan. Anything that begins with Pan goes back to this half-goat creature that played the flute. Before Zamphir played the flute, he did and what he would do is he'd play, he'd play his flute out in the forest and it would instill fear in people. It's where you get the word panic. It's where you get the word pandemonium. And it's where you get the word pandemic. The spirit behind that is enslaving to fear. Don't, 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 don't hear what I didn't say. All I said is what I said. Um, Jesus said, many are going to come, saying, I've got answers. And they're, they're going to deceive many. You're going to hear about wars. Where are we going to hear about wars? The instant there's a revolt in Cuba, we know. Crazy, eh? He says, be careful about what you hear. Careful about the, what's he say? Rumors. 
Do you know that, you know that there's a, there is a system called the media that's designed to deceive you? Are you aware of that? Has anybody noticed how political the entertainment industry has become? Not entertain you, control you. That's dangerous. You get it? It's dangerous. Did, did you know that there's people who've made careers out of gossip? My Bible says that the Lord hates gossip, he hates slander, and he hates rumors. There's newspapers designed to spread lies. Did you know that? What are we to do? Don't be deceived. When you're hearing a bunch of stuff other than the word of God, be careful because you have the potential of being deceived. He would go on to say, and uh, I got a page and a half of notes left, and I'm going to speed along because he says that, uh, this is the beginning, he says, you're going to get arrested, persecuted, uh, you're going to be hated because of my allegiance. Listen, you know what's going to increase? Here's what's going to increase. Second Peter chapter 2 says, here's what's going to increase. Towards the end, there's going to be scoffers saying that the Lord is even coming again. Get ready. Get ready for that. Get ready for the government to use UFO and alien invasions, not because they've been on a ship and are visiting with them, but they'll claim they have. Why? To threaten you with fear. Watch for it. Lying wonders, it says there's going to be lying wonders. They're wonders, but they're lying, so don't be deceived. Lord, awaken your church. All you that slumber. I didn't say much, I said a little. He says there's going to be rumors. Jesus hates rumors. Um, when we get history correct, it's a key to how we're going to handle the future. There is an Luciferian system designed to oppose the truth, godly ethics, biblical morals now. Right now. Anything that the Bible holds dear, i.e. marriage. Here's what we're going to preach at this church. Marriage. Marriage is about love. Why? Because the Bible says it. I don't know about all the other stuff. It's too confusing to me. But the Bible says for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one. Do you have a problem with that? Take it up with the boss. Let's not pretend we know how things are going to go. But here's what, I, here's what I propose to you. We are coming to the end of casual Christianity. We're coming to the end of casual Christianity. You're going to need to have a relationship of your own. You're going to need to be a Bible student yourself. You're going to need to learn to pray like you've never prayed before. We're dedicating one day a week this fall, I haven't told the staff yet, just for prayer. Well, wait, we don't have any, like, what, what are we going to do? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to petition heaven, and we're going to get some answers. Don't be afraid of everything that's charging around right now. But get a grip on the truth and get a hold of the heart of God. The, 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 the tribulation is not God judging man. It's God judging the Antichrist. If you're not careful... 
you'll start to believe Luciferian lies like God is not good and he's going to judge people and prophets of gloom will rise up and saying, here's why this is going on because there's sin in, in, the, in the land. Here's what I have to say about that. Sin was dealt with at the cross. He's not gonna judge you for what he's paid for. I, I, think, I think you're hearing me. It's good news. It's extremely good news. And if you're interested in how it all works out, Daniel chapter 2 is so clear about all these other nations, the image of these statues, all these kingdoms of the world. Revelation 11 says the kingdom of this world will become the kingdoms of his Christ. That's what's taking place. The kingdoms of this world are rising up. Why? Because we let them. Did you know that you can have a say in what takes place, at what rate it takes place? We're told later on, uh, I might do a series. There's too much. But he, said, but he, said, he says a little bit later, and he says, uh, the time has come when Daniel spoke, verse 15. He says, he says, all these other kingdoms are rising up. Yeah, he was prophesying. But he's also saying there's a stone that was not made by hands. This stone destroys every other kingdom on the earth. This stone is Christ. On Christ the solid rock we stand. All other rocks are shamrocks, the Irish said. <laughs> don't let your hearts be troubled. Verse 22 says this. If your heart's getting troubled, you don't need to let it get troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. Why? Because it has the potential of being troubled. He says, don't let them be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there's lots of rooms. Don't let your heart be troubled. It says in verse 22, in fact, unless that time of calamity is shortened, the entire human race will be destroyed. But it will be shortened for the sake of God's elect. What's he saying? He says, if the people of God would rise up and begin to petition heaven and hear from heaven, I'll heal their land. Sure, God's in charge, and ultimately some things are going to take place, but we don't have to let everything go to hell in a handbasket today. If the church of Jesus Christ would rise up with the Spirit of God on the inside and be doing the works of God, Daniel says they would do great exploits. What's that mean? That means that we don't let things just roll out because the world system is making a whole bunch of noise. We start to rise up like the Lion of Judah and we begin to roar once again. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. And get ready, get ready, get ready. That's the word of the Lord. Get ready, he's coming. He promised he'd come, he came. He promised he'd come again, he's coming. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Holy Spirit, the time of the end is not yet. Uh, right after chapter 24, he, he, he says even the very elect will be deceived. Who do you think you are? Elect or very elect? Whatever. The potential of being deceived is high. Right after chapter 24 comes chapter 25. He tells a story of 10 virgins. Five are ready. Alert full of the Holy Spirit. Five were still looking for his coming. They just weren't ready. Church, are you ready? It says, it says of his return that for some he's going to come like a thief in the night. 
For some, he's going to come with the sound of a trumpet. Those seem paradoxical, don't they? The thief comes, he doesn't blow the horn. He's, he, he's blowing the trumpet because he wants his church to be ready. And he who has ears to hear will hear. They'll have their ears like a robin or their ears to the ground. They'll know what's taking place. They'll be listening. They'll be tuned to heaven's frequencies. He doesn't need to come like a thief in the night. Well, gosh, I didn't know that was going to happen. You've been warned. Question is, are you ready? He's coming. Are you ready? You can get ready today. But the process means we have to stay ready. Stay in a place of being constantly filled with the Spirit, however you think that is. Stay close to the Word of God. Can I, can I ask you to dedicate time every day to become students of Scripture? Don't depend on me to divide the Word. You get into it yourself. Feed yourself. It's a self-feeding program. There, there used to be an old song that I just hear it in my heart. I, it's a, it's a, it's a, it was a story about the angel getting ready to blow the horn because I'm just about ready. I feel that again today. I don't want to create anxiety. I want to create hope. I want to get your eyes and your ears I feel that, I feel that deeply. Let me close. I, I, I'm going to pray for people here in just a second. I'm going to pray for us all. Don't panic. There's a worldwide conspiracy taking place. That's no, is that any news? You realize the commerce system is going to collapse, right? There's, and eventually it's going to become a cashless society. You know that, right? That's not new. It's going to be a time when there's going to be shortages of food. It's all man-made. I know. There's enough farmland to feed everybody over and over and over again in the world. But greedy people, elitists in the world, are buying up land. Bill Gates is the largest landowner in the world right now. He's part of a globalist, elitist agenda. I'll just leave it at that. Here's what I'm going to say here. You, you, You thought I was going to go. I didn't go there. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 6, finally, 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 be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God so you'll be able to stand firm against the strategies and the tricks of the devil. For we're not fighting against people. We're fighting against, but we are fighting. But people aren't the, people aren't the problem. It's a world system that's fueled by the Antichrist that's charging towards a one-world government and a one-world religion. We're charging towards that. You can see that, right? You have eyes to see. That's taking place. The potential of being deceived is high. If you don't go along with what you're being told, you'll be censored. You know that you're losing your freedom of speech. You're losing your freedom of choice. We've all been told by the prime minister, what we're, here's what we're going to have to do or our quality of life is going to be reduced, right? Okay, relax. 
We are not fighting against people, but there's an ungodly system, an ungodly agenda that's taking place that you and I have a say because we can pray in the Spirit and we can bind on earth what's already bound in heaven and we can loose on earth what's already loosed in heaven. For he says, we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against those who are the mighty powers of darkness who rule this world. Who's trying to rule the world? It's an issue of authority. Men and women of God, rise up in your authority. Don't give your authority to anybody. He says it's about uh, those who rule in the world against wicked spirits in heavenly realms. Here's what I need to say. I want you to stand to your feet and agree with me that we will not agree with the ungodly agenda that's trying to push the church of Jesus Christ around. Father today, Father today, Everybody that's watching online, Lord, let them not interpret what I said, but let them hear what the Spirit is saying to them. God, may the word be clear that we're to trust in you with all of our heart. Lord, that you, your thoughts are not our thoughts, but we can have your thoughts because we can have the mind of Christ. Father, I'm praying for everybody under the sound of my voice today that their eyes would be opened, that their ears would be opened. Your word says, him who has ears, spiritual ears, would hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And I thank you, you're speaking to the churches. And we are part of your church, your bride, your army. And we say no to the ungodly agenda and yes to the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on up. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out our C3 Calgary live stream on YouTube. If this message resonated with you and you'd like to give to our church, you can do so on our website at myc3church.ca. See you next week.